The Oklahoma City Thunder play a competitive game against the Washington Wizards, but remain winless for the 2022 calendar year so far. SGA plays like an all-star again. Kyle Kuzma drops 29 points. The Wizards edge out the Thunder at home, but it was the Darius Baisley, SGA, and Josh Giddy show, as well as a few beautiful Trey Man stepbacks. We're going to recap this game and more on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod and even email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Price Picks, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma State Thunder loss to the Washington Wizards. SGA looks like a star again, breaking out of his very cold slump. Josh Giddy makes some jaw dropping passes. Trey Mann has a beautiful step back, and Darius Baisley has found his groove, including a monster block over Corey Kispert. Price Picks is sponsoring today's show. Check out pricepicks.com, use the code NBA, or go to the app store and download the app today. Price Picks is a daily fantasy uh, operator made easy. Price Picks app and pricepicks.com. Let's start the way we always do with our game overview. Bradley Beal entered health and safety protocols right before tip-off of this game, so he was out for the Wizards. Also, Cassius Winston, Thomas Bryant, Isaiah Todd, Aaron Holiday, Greg Monroe, Anthony Gill were all out as well for Washington. For the Thunder, Kenneth Williams was out, and Isaiah Roby were out in health and safety protocols. And then Vic Critchy and Alexei Poshevsky was sent down to the G League as well. So Poku and Critchy were out with the G League assignment. The Thunder did sign Mamadi to attend a contract, of course, he was the training camp and preseason standout for the Thunder, but uh, fractured his hip and got waived this uh, offseason, this preseason, and now he's back with the Thunder on a 10-day deal. We'll see what happens with him long-term. He did not play tonight against Washington, but he was there in attendance, and so it seems like he's going to be able to get on the court uh, pretty soon. But Tail Malon did not play either. Olivia Sarr did not play, and Paul Watson Jr. did not play. Now the Thunder start out with SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Wiggins, and JRE. Remember, against the Nuggets, they went bigger and started out with Jerry and Favors. Uh, both of them line up with Luke Dort, Gideon, SGA. But Wiggins has found a lot of success from that starting group, and he finds himself back with that starting group now with the Thunder. The Wizards start with Dinwiddie, Cudwell Pope, Kispert, Kuzma, and Gafford. And the Thunder lost this game, but it was a very, very fun one. This was a game where if you missed the game, you should go back and watch it. If you watch the game live, you're glad you invested the time into it. It was a fun back-and-forth game. Uh, the first quarter ended, and it was 31-30 for Oklahoma City. The Thunder won the second quarter, 38-28. to And then the Wizards won the last two quarters, which is what mattered the most, but they won the last two quarters by a combined 12 points. And they were able to take the lead and keep the lead for Washington, and that's how they won this game. The lead changed hands 16 times. The uh, game was tied 15 times. The points in the paint were deadlocked at 64 there was a 9-6 fast break point advantage for the Thunder. Uh, the largest lead of the night was 8 for the Thunder and 10 for the Wizards. The bench points was 42-37 to for Oklahoma City. The rebounding edge was a one-rebound difference, and it was captured by Washington. Washington had eight turnovers. OKC had five. Washington shot 54% from the floor, 
33% from three and 73% from the line. The Thunder shot 48% from the floor, 28% from three and 65% from the line. SGA got cooking again after a very cold streak these last three games. Uh, six players reached double figures for the Thunder, five for Washington. But the big story tonight was that SGA was back in his star form. And there were a lot of reasons for that, but obviously this team's a lot better whenever SGA is playing at that all-star level caliber. And if you only look at tonight's game, he looked like an all-star tonight. He was incredible for the Thunder. And in this game, he did not shoot his first three into the third quarter. He shot two total. One was an off-the-dribble shot, and one was a corner three that he missed. That was it for the whole game. That that was his attempts from three. He got downhill. He got to the rim. He shot 62% from the floor. He shot 56% from uh, 50% from deep, I should say. 32 uh, points, eight assists, three rebounds, one for two from three, uh, two turnovers, four fouls, five for six at the line, 35 minutes played. And again, the rim finishing for SGA and him attacking downhill led to fouls, led to easy points, and it led to nifty finishes. He was able to contort his body, do the Euro step through the lane, and convert at the rim. And you saw a more aggressive SGA. Uh, you saw an SGA that was a guy who looked like he was determined to get off that cold streak. Uh, let's just say what it was. I mean, obviously, the last three or four or five games, however long you want to prolong this streak, I'd say really three games. The last three games were uh, not up to his standards, and tonight it looked like he made a concerned effort to get back to what he is excellent at and to uh, cut out the step back threes, cut out the sidestep threes, cut out the experimentation and just kind of remind everyone what he can do. And so now it becomes an interesting topic of like, how do you balance this if you're SGA? And if you're the Thunder, I I have said this entire season on this podcast that the Thunder should want SGA to take step back threes and take sidestep threes and take these awkward shots and difficult shots. SGA should want to take those shots. And we, the fans, wanted him to take those shots because in the long term, it's going to pay off. Well, in the short, short term, it results in a dip of, of efficiency, and he's not having the crazy efficient year he had last year. He's not flirting with the 50-40-90 club this year, uh, not even close to it. But the idea is you'll see how you need to tinker and twist with those difficult shots and how to get better at them and how to get them to fall. And eventually, as that becomes a consistent part of your game and a part of your game that you can get to effectively – then it creates a better offense for the Thunder because the Thunder need a bucket getter. And for this rebuild to pan out, obviously it's going to be SGA. It's going to be Giddy. It's going to be whoever they draft with these picks and whoever they trade for with these picks. And SGA is going to be looked at as the bucket getter and as somebody who's going to be the guy to go score whenever you're playing a half-court pace and you're playing in the playoffs and uh, those things are working against you where everyone tightens up and, and keys in defensively and you're going to, have to hit difficult shots. You're going to have to create shots for yourself. And SGA's length and SGA's pace of play and an ability to switch speeds allows him to create for himself and others. And so if he can add the step back and create so much space with his length on those step backs and get open shots on command and hit them, it'll be great for the thunder. And so that's why you do not want to take them out of his game as a whole this year, because number one, you're not actually trying to win games this year. So even if it costs you a game or two, again, it's about the long-term payoff. Number two is as long as he's working on them as he has been for the last two years, as long as he's working on them and eventually gets them down, then the payoff is just granular, right? I mean, it, this has been a calculated effort by SGA. Let's not forget that. I know sometimes it's frustrating watching him miss the step back threes for fans, but you have to remember, he's been working on this in silence in the offseason on social media. He's been, he's been working on this for two years before even trying it in games routinely. So he's been putting in the steps, and now it's a time of let's see if it works, right? 
it's like if you build a robot in robotics. I don't know if you guys took robotics in school. And, and you build it, and you think you're building it right the whole time, but now it's time to see, okay, does it work? Fire it up. Nope. Okay, how do I switch it? Or, yep, okay, good. I'll keep doing it this way. Right? It's just, it's time to see, does the step back work? And that's what this whole first half of the year has been about, is seeing how did all that work in the offseason go, and then what needs to change? Why am I missing these shots? Is it fluky? Is it random? Is it just how the ball bounces off the rim? That's just sometimes you can't control that, and sometimes you're in a rut and you're not in a routine beyond the arc. And so getting those adjustments and getting those kind of things down to a science really helps the Thunder. And in this game, he cut all that stuff out and just played his game of what he can rely on, an old reliable game, so to say, his bread and butter game. I'm not going to try these crazy shots. I'm going to be calculated with how I shoot threes. I'm only going to take two, three a game. I'm going to get to the rim, get downhill, get to the free throw line. And out of that spawns points at the rim and open shots for others. And the Thunder played very well. They played some of you know their best offense of the season in this scenario. They put up 118 points. And some of that's on the Wizards. Some of that's on just simply SGA being awesome. And in this game, the Thunder were excellent at cutting to the rim. The Thunder missed one shot off of a cut this entire game. And a lot of that is due to SGA because when he's attacking downhill, the defenses are going to collapse on him. And while that can also result in open three-pointers, but if everybody slides up to SGA and they start picking up around the elbow area, well, now a backdoor cuts there. Or if he's driving baseline and people kind of shift their attention over to that side of the court, well, now somebody can cut down the lane. And SGA is able to find them, and he's an excellent pocket passer. He's an excellent passer in those scenarios down low, not just an excellent drive and kick passer out to the perimeter. And so it created offense for others and for himself, and it was a beautiful game from SGA. But again, we know he can do this. We know that whenever it's time to get to the rim and time to play uh, a kind of old reliable game, he can do that. But it's a matter of finding the balance of how often do you want these kind of games from Shea and how often do you want the games of tinkering with a shot and tinkering with a step back and seeing how uh, he can perform from beyond the arc. And I think that in this season, you have the ability to, to allow him to work from three, right? If this was a season in which you had to win a title or you had to go to the playoffs or you, you had that push to get there, then you wouldn't want him to play more of these games than the opposite of, of games. But the Thunder have this luxury of they don't care about the scoreboard. They care about development. They care about what's going to help them best five years on the line, three years on the line, 10 years on the line. And what helps them best is SGA using those step backs to his advantage and learning from them. So do not give up on SGA step backs. Do not use this as a game in which he should never take one again. But it was nice to see him kind of get back in his bag and, and really hone in on what he does best and just have another uh, reset game, you can call it, because he was able to reset everything after having a cold streak of now, okay, breathe. Don't panic. The sky's not falling. Do not freak out that SGA can't play basketball anymore. Do not try to trade SGA anymore. Just relax. He's still an all-star caliber player. Now, how do you get on rhythm from beyond the arc? But I do want to say right now, but our good friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks uh, is someone something that you've been hearing me talk about for months now, uh, but have you signed up yet? Because Price Picks is a daily fantasy prop operator made easy. If you want uh, to check it out uh, and you haven't yet, you're missing out big time because, folks, the playoffs are starting in the NFL. Uh, you want to have as many ways to enjoy the game as possible. There's a good chance right now that your favorite team is not in the NFL playoffs. Well, how about you make this interesting? And obviously, there's going to be playoff games in which you're going to want to watch, but your favorite team is not involved even if they're in the playoffs. And so how do you make this interesting, right? Well, you can go to Price Picks and they have the best NBA and NFL daily fantasy prop game on the market. Uh, it offers you prop bets on players, 
and it is so fun. You can do cross sport action. You can do a, on Saturday, you can do a bet on the uh, over on Shea points against the Cavs and the under on Joe Burrow yards thrown. If, if you want to be a crazy person and then think he's not going to find Jamar Chase streaking down the sidelines, you, you can mix and match sports. You can mix, mix and match uh, props. Again, stuff like under on Shea points or over on Shea points or rebounds or assists or steals or three-pointers made. Uh, same thing in football, you know, yardage thrown, touchdowns thrown, interceptions thrown. Uh, everything you can think of they have. And it's not just for the stars. They have random bench players. For example, today, if you're a diehard Thunder fan and you saw that Kenny Hustle uh, entered health and safety protocols and then you saw Mark pregame say that Ty Jerome would be getting a lot more minutes, you could have taken the over on Ty Jerome minutes or over on Ty Jerome points because you knew this was a game he's going to get into and finally get some, some running that he hadn't been getting recently. So you can work it to your advantage and win some money. All of my users get their uh, deposit matched up to $100, 100%. Uh, use the code NBA at Price Picks. That's the code NBA at Price Picks. You pick two to five players, the over under on their projections, and you win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks again allows mixed sport entries. It's an award winning app on both the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So go check out their fast withdrawals and go check out Price Picks. It's there for you. Promo code NBA. PricePicks.com. Promo code NBA. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams are day. I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Locked On Now. The Locked On Now Podcast is incredible, folks. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, go check out Locked On Now. Locked On Now Podcast is a nightly recap podcast of every NBA game from the night before with instant analysis from our, from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So go check out Locked On NBA on YouTube as well. Uh, and check out the Lockdown Now podcast. So they're going to recap every single game for you from the night before in the association. We're back on the Lockdown, Th- on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. We talked about SGA being back in this form, but Darius Baisley deserves a ton of credit as well. Darius Baisley is somebody who has gotten uh, ridiculed and uh, harassed on social media. of just like, he's not any good. He's not any good. He needs to be off this team. And, and the Thunder fan base is really turned on, on Darius Baisley and, uh, Baisley struggled out of the gate. His role as a starter was just, he just played awful on the offensive end of the floor. And that's the end that's so easy to judge for fans at home. So he plays awful on the end of the floor. You're not really realizing how great he has been defensively. And then it just looks like he's regressed all around. It looks like you want him off this team. And you know, you have the fans that want to trade Darius Baisley for better players, but also think Baisley sucks. So how are you going to get an upgrade from him if he does suck? But nonetheless, Baisley, has been good since returning from COVID. He had that one uh, wacky game, his first game back. And then against the Nuggets, he played really well. And remember, go back and listen to Monday's podcast about that game. I said in that game, this is a really good game. This is, I call it a near perfect game from Baisley, but it's about how he finishes in the sense of it's about how he stacks these games. He's really good at stacking bad performances. He gets one bad performance. He turns it into two, into three, into four. But can he flip that psychology and turn a good performance into two, three, four, five, six? Right. And that's all it's really about in the sense of being consistent. Can you build upon your success? And to this point in his career, Baisley has been a roller coaster. He's not been able to build on success. In fact, he's only been able to build on negativity on kind of bad games. But this was a stretch here, Sunday into this game on Tuesday. And we'll see how he finishes the week out where he built upon success. He was really good tonight 14 points, nine rebounds, an assist, a huge block 
on Corey Kisper at the rim. He had three fouls. One was on a jump shooter. So this is back-to-back games. Uh, I should say uh, two games in three time in three tries where he's fouled the jump shooter. Don't like that. That's the Cardinal sin. But when you're so aggressive as a defender, you're going to make some mistakes. Now, obviously, he had uh, two for two from the free throw line, two for four from three. One of those threes was just a last-second heave that he's kind of just forced into shooting that he was not typically going to shoot. So really, two for three from three, if you want to count that as kind of a non-shot, the way cleaning the glass does. Uh, 71% from the floor. Did a fantastic job cutting. Uh, I think that this is what was so... Uh, impactful or so kind of welcomed from Baisley, he was no longer standing in the corner. How many times, if you li- if you listen to the show before and listen to the show this entire time, I appreciate you. How many times have you heard me say Baisley can't just sit in the corner? And that's what they had him do last season. That's what they had him do as a starter. Just sit in the corner and spot up shoot. That's not his game. He's not that kind of player. And in this game, you saw him get very, very active. You saw him cut through the lane, cut back door, relocate off ball, and it led to great drives for him. It led to great passes for him, and it led to incredible finishes at the rim for him. And so this was a really active game for him defensively and offensively. And most importantly, you saw those huge uh, uh, minutes he had in the dunker spot. He had a nice give-and-go in transition, showing off his playmaking chops where he started transition play, gives that SGA, SGA gives it back to him, he slams it home. Uh, it, it, it was Awesome to watch him play tonight. He was really good. And this small ball five has been awesome for him. And again, referencing back to when I took over the show, whenever the bubble happened in the bubble, I was screaming for Darius Baisley to play more small ball five and for Baisley to play more small ball five specifically against Houston and saying that that's his long-term NBA position. And then you draft JRE, then you have Isaiah Roby, and then you never really put him in that spot uh, under Mark. And now Mark's doing that off the bench and you're seeing him start to thrive off the bench in that small ball five look. That's kind of what he more is in this league. It's a matter of how how much longer in the NBA life cycle will the NBA want small ball fives. And so with it, with Darius Baisley, he played really good tonight, and you just had to tip your cap to him for finding that success and building success upon success. And hopefully it continues throughout the rest of this week. But Josh Giddy had 18 points, eight assists, six rebounds, two steals, two for six from three. 8-4-15 from the floor, had that alley-oop to Trey Mann, which was awesome, of course. Trey Mann in this game had 11 points, two rebounds, two for two from the line, four for 11 from the floor, one for five from three. Buddy had that fantastic step back. It's a nightly thing now uh, where, where Trey Mann is just having a jaw-dropping step back that just creates so much space. And I love him wearing that elbow wristband like he's Michael Jordan out there. I just love it. I love watching uh, Trey Mann play. He's an exciting, exciting, exciting player uh, that you just want to watch all the time. And as he gets more comfortable in the NBA and he gets more kind of opportunity in the NBA, he's really going to show out. Uh, Ty Jerome also in this game uh, played pretty well, stepped up in a big way. He had 14 minutes in this game, uh, played more without Kenny Hustle being in the group, uh, went 0 for 3 from 3, 6 for 10 from the floor, only missing one non-three-pointer, one rebound, one assist. And really without his 12 points, without his impact he had offensively, this team would not be in it. But I do want to touch on going back to Trey Mann. After the game, he said that, Hit before the game, Muscala came up to him and said, let's do this for, for uh, Kenneth Williams. And for Muscala to say that to Trey Mann, let's do this for Kenneth Williams. And they played so well tonight. Of course, didn't get the win, but they played very well. It just is another example of how much that Kenny Hustle has impacted this group on and off the floor. We see his impact on the floor. We see how he helps them win games. We see how of these wins they've gotten so far this year, the majority of them are contributed to SGA Giddy and Kenneth Williams, who was just leading this team uh, as a leader on the floor and off the floor. But to see that impact he has on that locker room, again, going back to the conversation we had last week, it makes that 
decision for Sam Presti a lot tougher. And these are the toughest calls to make. Whenever you can argue for either side, whenever I can sit here and justify either decision that Sam Presti makes, it's a tough one. Should you trade Kenny Hustle? Should you keep Kenny Hustle? I think it's a decision that you know Sam Presti is going to have to make in a month, uh, in a month, in a month time. It's a decision that's going to be largely based upon how you view Kenny Hustle long term in the sense of how long is a guy who's already 26, 27 years old going to want to hang around a rebuilding team and and see this through? Uh, but the good thing about Kenny Hustle is his skill set translates, right? His skill set ages well. And so it's not like a player is going to, it's not like he's going to break down as a player and not be good anymore once this team's actually uh, in position to succeed. So that's a benefit for the Thunder, a benefit for uh, Kenny Hustle. And I just wonder what Sam Presti is going to do with, with, with this decision here in a month. And we'll see. We'll have to just wait and see how that unfolds. But it's obvious he's making an impact in the locker room and an impact on and off the floor for this team. But I do want to tell you right now, we're good friends over at Built Bar, folks. Built Bar is fantastic. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. LOCK15 gets you 15% off your next order, folks. We all want to eat healthier and do better in the new year. Uh, so start by ditching the candy bar and picking up a Built Bar. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 100, and I should say, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. Uh, you are going to want to select a Built Bar instead. Built Bar is great for a pre-workout or a post-workout or even as a meal replacement. They also have a ton of flavors, and so you're going to want to use them all the time whenever you can ditch the candy bar and get something that has 100% real chocolate on the outside and has all these flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with limited time only flavors. So check in at built.com often to see what's new. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15, 15% off of your next order at built.com. Let's say right now, we're good friends over at betonline.ag, folks. Betonline.ag is, in, is incredible. We want to wish you a happy new betting year and also wish you a happy playoffs. Again, you're most likely going to be betting more on football. Now it's the playoffs. And you're going to be sitting down and watching every single game and bet online remains your number one spot for sport wagering in 2022 new year and a new website for betonline.ag. It's a new interface for you to use on their app and also their website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus. Your first deposit, just use the promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers right now available for the 2022 season. But online is the fastest and best way to wager on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts, but online, your online sportbook experts. I want to thank you for listening to Lockdown Thunder, making it your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast. Uh, five days a week, they're winning you free money. Let's continue recapping this game against Washington. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And now with Washington, the loss happens, but Jerry plays well, seven points, two assists, three rebounds, 40% from the floor, 50% from three on four attempts. With Lou Dort, 17 points, five uh, rebounds, two assists, two steals. He drew a charge, 42% from the floor, which is better, but still 28% from three in this game. Missed a wide open look on a beautiful out of timeout play by Mark Dagnott to what would have taking the lead and it would have been a good spot for the Thunder to try to win this game. You look at Dort from three in October, he shot 22%. November shot 34%. And in December shot 31%. So far in January, he shot 25%. 
on his non-corner threes, Ludort is shooting 29%. And the problem is he's only shot uh, 45 corner threes. And in the corner, on those 45 attempts, he's shooting 44% from the corner. On non-corner threes, which has been 222, uh, just say 221 attempts from the non-corner, he's shooting 29%. So obviously, uh, you want that number to improve, and you want his three-point shooting to get back up there the way it was last year, and we'll see if it actually does pick back up. But the bet of the day today brought to you by BetOnline.ag was OKC plus seven. Uh, that cashed in. The Moneyball pick was SGA. That did not cash in. It was Josh Giddy, Baisley, Jerry, and Dort. They all had two apiece. The MVP of this game, let's get to SGA for breaking out of that cold spell and getting back on track. And then here's what's up next, the Lockdown Thunder forecast. Thursday, we're going to grade the season at the midway point. Friday, we're going to have a Nets recap. Monday, we're going to recap the Cavs game. Tuesday, recap the Mavs game. Wednesday, all-star ballot and trade deadline preview for Lockdown Thunder. Thursday, Spurs recap. And then Friday, draft watch, stock watch edition. So we'll see what's happening around the NBA draft and their prospects on Friday. So all of that to look forward to. It's a five-day week podcast right here on Locked on Thunder. On the Locked on Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And until next time, be good and be good to one another.